0: I mean, I, I had somebody flat out to my face say, I don't know how on earth you've, you were called to ministry. I don't know either. That <laughs> wasn't up to me, right? And even, even this week, something happened, that Nicole and I were talking about that, that you know, something that happened six years ago is still, still a bit raw, still a, still a bit hurt. It happened. We've all been hurt by the church. See, we're going to talk about the imperfect people part of this, but what does God want for the church? What is God's vision for the church? And what if what we've experienced doesn't jive with God's vision? This entire year, we're going to be looking at what is the church, and we're going to start off where we need to start off at: what is God's vision for His church? And we're actually going to start in the Old Testament, which I think is really cool. One of my one of my uh, one of the key passages. One of the key passages for me. If you've been around CrossPoint at any time, any length of time at all, you you're you're familiar with this passage at least because because I've talked about this a lot. But 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 I, I think this is huge, the fact that it's in the Old Testament. 700 years before Jesus even came to this earth, God was telling his people what his church, what he wanted his church, they didn't know of it as church at that time, but what he wanted his people to look like. So that it, when it came to Jesus' life in the New Testament, and as we are living now in the New Testament times, that this wasn't a surprise, or at least it wasn't supposed to be. So we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 2 in the Old Testament and see God's vision for his church. You can follow along in the Bible app. We put an event in there, and we'll throw the scriptures up on the screen. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 1. The vision that Isaiah son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem his people. In the last days, okay, we're living in the last days. Now, don't get nervous. We're not going to get freaky on you, okay? The last days started with Jesus' life, his burial, his his resurrection and his ascension. That's when the last days started. We've been living in the last days for the past 2000 years. Nothing to get freaked out about, okay? In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be established at the top of the mountains and will be raised above the hills. So I rated my children's toys for our Geotrax Mountain. Okay, Geotrax Mountain, the nice little house on top of the mountain. So what God is saying here is completely contextual to the ancients, how they set up their worship. They set up their idols, they set up their idols, pretend right now that this is a little idol, you know, I've rated their Lego bin as well, uh, uh, that this is a little idol. They set up their idols on the highest mountain they could. And my God, my idol is a bigger idol and a better idol than yours because I climbed to a higher mountain to put my man-made idol. God is tapping into this vision. He just lost his head. All right, uh, God is tapping into this vision or into this context of, of, of the fact that they would set up their idols on the tallest of, of, of mountains in order to prove my God is better. And God's like, my mountain is going to be the tallest. And right on the top of my mountain is going to be a house. Bless you. It's going to be a house. Next week's sermon is going to be about the mountain. This week's sermon is about the house. On top of the mountain. What is God's vision. For the house on top of the mountain. Now in this day. For the people that heard. For the people that heard this message. And read this message. House would equal, equal temple. The temple. The Old Testament temple. But that wasn't. Where they went to worship. I mean yeah they worshiped there. But the main purpose of the temple. Wasn't worship. The main purpose of the temple was that it was God's presence among his people. The temple was God's presence. It literally was where God dwelt. You're like, wait a minute, that's the Old Testament. We don't live in the temple system anymore. But this guy by the name of Paul, who lived underneath the temple system, he trained underneath the temple system. He thought Christians were so crazy that he killed them. But God knocked him off his donkey one day and completely changed his life. And after years of studying the Old Testament through the the filter of Jesus as Lord, here's what he says about all this. Ephesians 2.17 When the Messiah came, he proclaimed the good news of peace to you who were far away, I'll add, from God and peace to those who were near to God. In our vernacular today, to those who grew up in church and to those who never darkened the door of church. Christ came to preach to both groups of people. For though him, through him... We both have access, whether you're far away from God right now or whether you're close to God. You have access by the one spirit to the father. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. God's household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. We'll talk about that more next week. The whole building, being put together by him, by God, grows, catch this, into a holy sanctuary in the Lord. A house is made up of bricks. Anybody who has faith in Jesus is a brick. No amens for many wives here? He's a brick, you're right, exactly. Nobody? No? No? Just trying, come on now. And God is putting us into a building, into a house. Now there's a popular thought kind of today that says, my faith is individual, I don't need to go to church to have faith in God. Uh, There's a truth to that, but that would be like a brick, Being over here, and every time the mason went to grab the brick, the brick, like, shimmied away from the mason. I don't want to be a part of the house. But you have a place. You have a point. You have a purpose to be in the... No, 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 I don't want to be a part of the house. No, 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 no. We can't be built into the house unless we're with the community, unless we're with the other bricks. We can't be built into the house. But why is he building a house? Catch this. It gets better than this. Catch this. Why is he building a house? You also are being built together for God's dwelling in the spirit. He is building this house together to have his presence among. From Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, the end of the book. It was always about God's presence among his people. And he's building a house. He's building a church of people in order so that he can dwell with us. We are micro-temples. Paul says in another place, we are all, our bodies are the temple of the living God. We are micro-temples being built into a local church. And that local church is being built into a global church. We are part of what God is doing on a larger scale. But, 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 but. We are not the end of what God is doing. What He is doing among us, we are not the end game. He has a vision much bigger than 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 just building us into a house. His presence among His people was always for something bigger than just His people. What is His vision for His people? Let's keep reading. All nations will stream to it. All nations will stream to it. All nations. In the Old Testament, there was God's people and then there were the nations. All nations will stream to it. You know what that word all means? It means all. We'll take a deeper look into this the last week of this series. But what God is doing is He's streaming all of those who are far away from Him to Him. That's what He wants. Not everybody will come, but that's what He wants. He wants all nations. And at the end, somebody will be represented from every nation on the the face of this earth. All nations. What's God's vision for His people? All are welcome. See, let me see if I can get, get this right. It, this is going back a couple of years, but maybe, maybe you can help. There's was, there was a little rhyme that went something along the lines of see, see the church, see the steeple, open it up and see all the people. Lies. You've been told lies. All you need is see the church, see the people. church of the people and there's an expectation that any time his people get together they are expecting those who do not to believe in god to be in their midst do you expect that all nations all nations those that are not followers of god will stream all nations. Who do you think can come to God and who can't? Do those that come to God look like you, act like you, smell like you, think like you? Says every race, every religion, Every possible sin known to man can stream to his house. Got little people. They can stream up the side of the mountain to his house. Can stream to his house. Can, syndrome. Syndrome. Can stream to his house. No matter how evil you are. Can stream to his house. All nations. How do we say this here? Everyone will be talked to. Everyone will be talked to. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your baggage. It doesn't matter your religion. It doesn't matter how you look, how you smell, how you act, what you did last night, what you did this morning, what you did walking into here. You will be talked to. And as much as it pains me to to say this, that that somebody might give me this feedback, if that's not the case, you tell me, because we got work to do. And those of you who consider yourself cross-pointers, I have heard so often, I went to this church that I was never talked to. But if we come in here, and we have that experience in our past, and we sit right there in a seat and never talk to anybody, you know what that's called? A hypocrite. Everyone is welcome in God's church. Everyone is welcome among His people. And everybody better be talked to here. Because so many of us have have talked about the times in the past when we visited someplace. And they never talked to us. What's God's vision for His church? Everyone's welcome. He also says that all nations will stream to it. To me, stream means a couple of things. One, there's no fences and borders around God's house. No fences and borders. God does not put up an obstacle in order to get there. God does not make his mountain the hardest mountain to climb to get there. And second, stream says desire. The nations want to come to his house. I've heard this said among church. People just don't want to come to church anymore. There's just so many other things. They just want to be entertained. They just want to have fun. There's so many other things that people would, would rather do. They just don't want to come to church anymore. Maybe we just don't make it desirable for people to come to church. The church is something, uh, a, a cross between a funeral, a root canal, and a doctor's exam. And the people get to the point and say, I'd rather sleep in. I'd rather go to the lake. I'd rather do this or rather do that. Because it's not desirable anymore. Jesus made himself desirable to those far away from God. Every chapter of the story. There was a crowd, there was a crowd, there was a crowd, there was a crowd. People wanted to come to Jesus. Now those churches that make it all about entertainment, guilty. Entertainment, you know what that means? To captivate one's attention. Guilty. I want to captivate your attention with what we do here. Guilty. Guilty. How do we express it here? Everyone laughs. Why don't we do st- stupid stuff like this up front so that you laugh before the boring guy gets up there to, to talk? Amen. Huh? Remember, we've got a meeting afterwards. So Everyone laughs. Church can be enjoyable. Wait a minute. Didn't Jesus say, I'm going to give you abundant life? Isn't joy something that that God promised if we follow him? He 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 said we'll have eternity, eternal life, which which actually better translates infinity life. Joy is something we want in life. And God says, I, I promise that. I promise that. Everyone laughs. The third vision point for his church. And many peoples will come and say, verse 3, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us about his ways so that we may walk in his path. For instruction will go out of Zion. And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem just because something's entertaining doesn't mean it doesn't have a point your favorite movies have a point it's entertaining but it has a point superman is batman i know jimmy you didn't like it but those of us that are easy to please liked it and it had and it had a point The point wasn't good against evil. The point was what is good and what is evil. If God is all powerful, He can't be good. If God is good, he can't be all powerful. It's a line from the movie. That's deep, right? just because something's entertaining doesn't mean it can't have a point look 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 our hearts long for what god has our hearts long for it And the last series we just got done, done done with shows that we will do anything to find what will satisfy us and jesus himself said i'm the living water i'm the living bread I'm everything you need to be satisfied. Your heart is longing for what I have. The teaching that I have. Jesus saw crowds come to him. And yes, he gave hard teaching. And yes, they walked away. But what happens in the next chapter? And a crowd came to Jesus. They kept coming back for more. Because there's hope. There's hope. There's hope in Jesus. We all know we're broken. We all know we don't have it all together. And we all know we need something. And there is hope in Jesus. There is hope in, the, in faith in Jesus. How do we express this here? Everyone is challenged. That you walk away going, Hmm. I didn't think about that. And if you're far away from God, if you're checking out this church thing, if you're not so sure about this church thing and this God thing and, 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 and all of this, that at least you walk away going, huh, okay. Challenged to think about it in a different way and for, to, 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 to the person who's been following God the longest, walking away going, I'm challenged to think about it and to have a deeper faith in Jesus what we want and lastly his last vision point he god will settle disputes among the nations and provide arbitration for many peoples they will turn their swords into plows their spears into pruning knives nations will not take up the sword against other nations and they will never again train for war god's vision for his house is that weapons transform into productivity did you catch that Swords will transform into plows. Sword, what somebody intends to destroy, used to destroy somebody else, the church gets to use in productivity and to plant something new and to plant something glorious, to plant fruit, a seed that will end up being fruit. Race. What somebody tends to use, somebody else outside the church would use as a sword to destroy. The church gets to use for productivity. We're not denying backgrounds. We're utilizing them to make something even better politics politics democrat republican libertarian i don't care in what the world wants to use to destroy other people with the church gets to say whatever your background is we can use that for construction And that the world gets to see people who outside this church would be yelling at each other join together as bricks in a house that strengthens the house. Another popular one. You sin differently than me. I'll extend grace to those that sin just like me. But if you sin different than I do, sort! But inside the church, what we get to see is everybody who has sinned any way imaginable being built into that house. To be stronger together. And to build something that's Constructive. rather than destroying each other with it. How do we express this here? Everyone has a place. Everyone can be built into the house. Everyone. Christians, those of you that consider yourself followers of Jesus, verse 5 is important. House of Jacob, come, let us walk in the Lord's light. Have faith. See, we default to selfishness. We default to individualism. We default to hanging with ourselves. I know this surprises people when I say this. I'm an introvert. I hate holding conversations. It's foreign to me. I've got two questions. Hi, what's your name? How you doing? That's it. That's all I got. No more material for you. Making conversation with new people terrifies the living daylights out of me. I could come here just as well, talk to the people that I know, set up a green room, and never come out unless to do this. I could do that. I'd be okay with doing that. I'd be more energized walking out of here doing that. People wear me out. That's the definition of an introvert. The introverts expound energy being around people. Extroverts gain energy by being around people. But I don't. Why? Faith. Faith. That God wants to build something bigger than me. What about you? You content sitting in a seat? It's not my week to be on. Look, every day we're on for this vision, church. Every day we're on for this vision. This is what we signed up for when we started following Jesus. They didn't tell me this. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Here it is. Right there in the Bible. And when we do this, we get to see people be transformed. Because you never know, somebody walking in here for the first time, where they've come from. And what hurts their heart right now. And why they're even here. We never know. And you might be the one to be able to make a connection with them that will connect them to God to Jesus, to the one who saved them. Will you live out this vision out of faith? Look, yes, we're imperfect people. PA knocked it out of the park last week when he said this. We're imperfect people on a perfect mission. Don't expect perfection. But there's a big difference between trying to be perfect and just not trying at all. Right? Trying to be on a mission, being imperfect, but being on a mission, trying to be on a mission, not even caring about the mission at all, but acting like you do. Big difference between the two. Those of you just checking this thing out, not sure about God, not sure about the church, I invite you back for the rest of this series and then then I ask you to make a bigger judgment on the church. Because I'd rather you see what God has to say about His church and say, yeah, they're imperfect, but boy, man, they're trying. Than just to walk away and say, "I, I don't know, I don't know. They're just too imperfect. And I invite you to consider if if this is different than what you've experienced, I'm sorry, but I invite you to consider the God who says this is what I want you to experience through my people. And if you're on the cusp, I invite you to follow Jesus, to make Him your Lord, to make Him your Savior, be built into the house. That's all it is. Next week, we'll talk more about this, the rock, the mountain. But for now, if you're ready to say, I'm ready. I'm ready to be part of the house. I'm ready. There's going to be imperfect people in the back wanting to pray with you, wanting to talk with you, wanting you to give your life to Jesus so that you can be built into His house. And have a time of reflection. What's God speaking? What's God saying? What's God doing? How's He transforming you into His dwelling place? His house? Let's pray. Father, I thank You that You're building us into a house for Your presence. Not worthy does not cut it. We are nowhere close to be worthy of this. Lord, I just pray that you will lead us as people who follow you into a deeper faith of of who you want us to be as a people. Lord, I just pray that who we are as a people, who you continue to make us into, that you'll use us to stream people to you just like you said you wanted. Make that our cry, make that our desire, make that our want, make that, make that what we are about. In your name we pray, amen.